0: authenticity. Are you tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress with your career in entertainment and the arts? Well, this is the podcast that will change your life. Each week, we'll share strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively, so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. Hello, I'm Gordon, lawyer, entrepreneur, coach. I've decided and dedicated myself to helping creative folks in the entertainment industry, in digital media, and in online business to achieve more of their goals, to accomplish more, and to get it done faster. Thus, the title of the show, More, Better, Faster. In this episode, I want to talk about authenticity, about taking off the masks that we wear and showing the world who we truly are. Because people are attracted to authenticity after all we all prefer to interact with people that we know and we like and we trust and when somebody's being fake, inauthentic, not real about who they are, it's evident. Well, maybe it's not obvious, you know, but sometimes we can, you know, people are good at acting or whatever, but somehow people as humans, we have this amazing ability to detect the whiff of a lie. No matter how good a front you put on, no matter how good of an actor you are, no matter how dedicated to your falsity you are, people can tell. It comes out of our pores or something. I don't know. And yet, we all do it. We wear masks. We put on our costumes to try to appear the way we think the world wants us to appear. I used to be guilty. I still am somewhat guilty of this. Who am I kidding? Suits and ties. A detached demeanor. Serious business. That's what I thought people expect and want from lawyers. And to a certain extent, that's a truth. I mean, there's a reason these conformities exist. You know, we've set up these things, but so much of it is also, um, archaic, outdated stuff. I mean, the idea of putting a piece of fabric around your neck and tying it in a special knot and making it look just so, um, that's a personal beef for me. So yes, if I am going to court, if I am going to a, a very important business meeting, um, you know, I'll do it. I'll still put it on. But that I recognize that I'm being a little inauthentic about who I am and what I am when I'm doing that. In a social, a personal life, we do the same thing. We'll choose to drive a, a posh car or live in a big house or in the right neighborhood to project the right image about who we think we're expected to be in society or how we want to be perceived in society. But the truth is this can be really stressful damaging to our health, to our relationships, to our sense of well-being, and it can put the brakes on progress toward goals and fulfillment and success. So the, the answer is to be true to your authentic self, be more true to the authentic self. That's the answer, but it's not easy. So authenticity is a concept in psychology, existential psychiatry, existentialist philosophy, and aesthetics. And in existentialism, authenticity is the degree to which a person's actions are congruent with their beliefs and desires, despite external pressures to conformity. Great philosophers like Sartre, Kierkegaard, Nietzsche, and Fromm have all addressed the need for authenticity. In fact, this concept of authenticity can be traced all the way back to the oracle at Delphi. It gave the advice, to thine own self be true. If that's not about authenticity, I don't know what is. Authenticity, being your authentic self, is incredibly freeing. It unshackles you from the need to conform to others' expectations. It releases us from the need to keep up all the false faces, the masks, the costumes. We don't have to keep all that stuff straight. We're just free to be. Now, I am not advocating total non-conformity after all, that sort of leads to chaos. We still have rules that we have to follow, the law, right? Unless we're determined to change an unjust law by some kind of a protest or something like that, we generally, we follow the law. We need to be morally and ethically aligned with the society that we live in. After all, you know, thou shalt not kill, right? Um, I would say that if your authentic self is someone who wants to just go out and kill willy-nilly, then seek help. (laughs) That's, That's something beyond what I want to get into here. But, we need to be morally and ethically aligned. We need to live within the confines of the social contract that society is. Society depends on us all being in sort of agreement about what's acceptable and what's not. And yeah, we push the boundaries and there are people on the edges. And I guess what I'm saying is be those people out on the fringes, out on the edges. It's okay. Because conformity, become because being authentic means being. You can be your own weird, unique self in many ways within those confines. My friend Bobby Clink has this uh, concept of more cowbell. It's a reference, of course, to an episode of Saturday Night Live in which Christopher Walken um, played a record producer and uh, Will Ferrell was in the uh, recording studio with Blue Oyster Cult, and they were recording, and and Walken kept calling for more of the cowbell that uh, um, that uh, Ferrell was was playing. And it was, it was just a very hilarious thing, but really what Bobby's talking about is bringing more of your unique weirdness, your ne- your unique difference and, and self-expression to everything that you do because it attracts people. It, it, it also repels people. Yeah. So promoting yourself, being, being distinctive is good. Setting yourself apart is good. It gets you noticed. And yeah, it, it will alienate some people, but it will attract more of the ones that you want to be with anyway. You can't please everyone all the time, so why not do what pleases you? Please yourself. It will also please those who choose to be attracted to those characteristics in you and what you're doing. I'd even say that repelling those who aren't a good fit for who you are and what you're doing is an important service both to them and to ourselves. Who's got time to engage with folks only to find out later that we're not simpatico, that it's not a good fit? Isn't it better just to be clear about who you are, about what you're about, and whom you want to serve, help, entertain, and whatever, and let the rest of the folks go? Don't try to be all things to everyone. Be the best at what you do for the people you do it for. Now, you know, we aren't born with these masks that we wear. We learn them. Take a look at kids at play. The younger they are, the more authentic they are to who they are who they are to what they're excited about. They're wide-eyed and eager about things that they like or find interesting, and they often just ignore the stuff that they don't. Now, sometimes that's dangerous, and we do need to teach our children you know, to be aware and, and moderated in things and so on. But as we get older, as we get into the preteen and teenage years and even into college and, and adulthood, fitting in becomes more and more important than pursuing our passions. And our society is somewhat built around perpetuating that. An industrialized society needs worker bees. Worker bees who conform to timetables, to deadlines, to uniformity in production. Mass production depends on reliable, repeatable, consistent, systemized approaches. And we need people to be a part of that machine, to keep the machine running, to keep it up and, and going. The proverbial square peg won't keep those wheels turning. So that square peg is perceived as being of less value somehow. So, skid, so schools excuse me, start teaching kids how to perform, how to fit in, how to get that good, in air quotes, good job. And creative thought isn't valued quite the same way. But if you ask me, it should be. And in fact, it, it sort of is in a way, but we don't teach it. We don't train it into our kids. What we train is the conformity. But Creative thought, originality, uniqueness is something that we should covet and reward because progress, innovation comes from creativity, from the outside the box thinkers, from the dreamers, the believers, the folks who believe that there's a better way, there's a better world, we can improve. The ones who don't conform to society's strictures and ideas about things are often those dreamers, those innovators, those. Visionaries. So reconnect with that authentic you. Here's a a strategy or an exercise you can use. This is going to take some time. Set aside some time to really meditate about who you are. Maybe take yourself on a little retreat, a few hours or a whole day or a weekend, whatever, a quiet time where you're going to really think about and meditate about whom you are. This is totally a worthwhile investment of your time. Dig down deep into your values. What are they? What do you stand for? What's important to you and what's not? And, and journal this stuff, okay? What are your core beliefs? What motivates you? Ask yourself, why do you do the things you choose to do? And why do you not do the things you choose to avoid, procrastinate, or just that you dread? I'll say those last, actually, are really, really good indicators Starting with the maybe the things you don't want. What are your uncrossable lines? What are the things you hate? What are the things that make you feel icky? These are great indicators. Dig deep and ask why. Peel back the layers on both what you what motivates you, what, what and what uh, demotivates you. Go down into the why. Many many layers. I like to say seven layers deep. Do that seven layers dip kind of thing. Keep asking why until you get to the raw core of the visceral response. Why do you respond the way you do to doing these things? Is it exciting? Why is it exciting? Is it something you hate? Why does does it make you hate it? And it might help to have a partner in this exercise or an accountability team or a a coach to really help you dig into this. But it actually could be a really interesting group thing. Get three, four, five people together and sit down and, and meditate on this for a while and then ask each other the why questions. Ask yourself what really lights you up. What kind of work does it? What kind of activities do you just get a charge out of? What kind of art? What kind of music? What kind of people? What kind of style? Whatever else you can think of. Pay attention to how you feel. When you're around certain kinds of people doing certain kinds of things, attending to certain kinds of, of uh, activities or perceptions or whatever. And these become the things that you want to seek out. Always be trying to allow that your personal vibrational frequency to move upward on the, on the frequency scale. Higher frequencies attract higher frequencies. So ask yourself about what is it that elevates the frequency you vibrate at? Those are the things you want to seek out more of, and I'm going to do another episode soon about harmony and finding those personal frequencies and the ones that complement yours and that help you elevate up to the next next uh, octave, if you will, for frequencies. Okay, but what brings you down? You also have to ask yourself this because these are kind of thing become the things that you want to avoid. Be real and authentic about all of this. You know, if, you, if there's something that you hate doing be clear about that. Now, if, if it's part of your job and it, it depends, your your authenticity would jeopardize your job, then we've got some thinking to do about everything. But it's important to be authentic about what you want to avoid. You got to be honest with yourself and with others when you are avoiding things. Otherwise, you're letting people down and that's a low vibration kind of activity. So, But being authentic is high vibration. So do you say, hey, look, you know, I don't I don't like doing this. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be good at it. My performance was going to suffer is that, you know, you can look for ways to offload. That. And there are going to be people who love doing the things you hate and people who hate doing the things that you love. So find those complementary, those harmonies and work with them. And consider writing out your list of your core values. And while you're at it, write out your mission. Why are you here? Why were you put on earth? What, what is it you're here to do to accomplish how are you to here to serve? And ask yourself who you are when you're really dedicated in, in that dedicated service of those values. Who do you have to be to do those things, to accomplish what you're out to accomplish? And ask yourself, are you being that person? Because if you're not, then you're not being authentic. So what's stopping you from being that person? Also say, it is okay to change who you are so you can be the person. It's not okay to fake it. You have to really mean it. You have to really be the the person that accomplishes the things you set out to to do and being authentic about that authentic in the transition and authentic in the fact that you've changed is tremendously empowering. When you find yourself feeling the urge to put on a mask or a costume or a uniform or persona, ask yourself why, what does this serve? What could happen if I don't, what does the mask accomplish? Is it really necessary? Now, it might be, as I said, if it's part of your job that you need to sustain you while you do this growth and change, then you may not be ready to to be completely authentic and you have to put on that mask for a while, but it's for a while. It's not permanent. And if you're being true with yourself about it, you know that it's not the authentic you. It's, it's who you are at work, right? Actors do this as a matter of course. They are putting on the persona, the character of a different person when they get on that stage or in front of the camera. And they are being authentic in approaching it as the job. They're being authentic in experiencing the emotions that that character would experience. And they're having a life experience of of their own by doing that. So That's a kind of authenticity. It's okay to have a mask on if you're aware of it and you're conscious about it and thoughtful about it, and it's temporary. So if it is necessary in order to retain your job or some kind of status, then I would ask yourself the why question again to go deep into why is that important or necessary for you? Basically, I guess I'm advocating questioning why the rules exist whom do they serve, what do they accomplish, and why we choose to do the things we choose to do. Okay, so now take a step out and say, okay, what makes me weird? What makes me special and unique? And embrace these things. Explore what could happen if you really double down on the things that make you weird, special, unique. What's possible for weird you? (laughs) Try it on for size. I think you'll find that being your authentic self <clears throat> is far more comfortable than the costume you've, be wearing, you've been wearing up until then. Now it might feel very awkward or scary at first to go in this direction of authenticity. And I'm not saying you have to do it all at once and a major, make a giant shift and and go from um, uh, you know buttoned down Wall Street white shoe lawyer to you know moonbeam following poet. Uh, and even just talking about it that way is sort of a weird way of articulating a dichotomy. It's not a dichotomy. It's a, it's a, it's a spectrum. So it's okay to move along the spectrum toward who you really authentically are over time, but get there, make it sooner than, than later and ask yourself, Hey, if it feels awkward or scary, why, what am I afraid of? Because facing our fears usually leads to real growth. So you know what to do. Get comfortable being a little afraid about how people are going to respond, about what's going to happen in your life and your world. Get comfortable being authentic because it will serve you to do so. And really, that's part of your personal journey. So I think that's it for this episode. I'm going to see you again really, really soon. Thanks for being here.